Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. Yo, monkey, it's me, D. D.P., the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. And that's not a bad thing, a good thing. Bang! Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Mark Remondi, MMAFighting.com. New episode of Two Out of Three Falls here on iTunes and SoundCloud. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing well, Randy. Very excited coming off the Superstar Shake-Up. How about you? Doing good, doing good. Mark Remondi, all the way in L.A. My man, how you doing? What's up, guys? How's it going? Doing good, man. I, me, me, and Graham got to get you to 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 sound more excited, more enthused every time you come on this show. Man, Graham is all, "Hey, man, welcome this," and I'm glad to be here. You're more like, "What's up?" Well, you know, there's got to be a con. There's got to be a contrast. It can't just be two guys uh, all excited. So I get I get excited sometimes, but Graham is Graham is the rant is the rant guy, and I'm just uh, you know I, I like to play it straight. Okay, so which one of you, between you and Graham, is Byron Saxon and Corey Graves? Oof, that's bad. I don't want anyone to be saddled with Byron Saxon. Or Tom Phillips uh, or Michael Cole. Which one are you? Hey, I I like Tom Phillips personally. Uh, You know what? You know what, Randy? Coming off of my my mark-out-itis over the last couple days, I would love to be called Mauro Ornalo coming off his reaction from TakeOver. He's always at a 10. I like like to think I'm at a 10, too. True. I did see some of your videos. Uh, Graham Matthew was at the Monday Night Raw last night in Hartford, Connecticut, home of probably the, the greatest worst. WrestleMania of all time. Oh yeah, definitely WrestleMania eleven. Um, <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, so you were there. You know how was it? You know the, the last night of tonight, Superstar Shakeup. The whole vibe was uh, for that. So you're in the building and you're seeing these call-ups and these uh returns and everything so um what was your mate what was your uh response to seeing the the superstar shaker from raw last night i thought you were gonna ask me how it was uh how it was like to be in attendance for wrestlemania 11 i was like barely even alive at that point oh, no, when no, that show happened almost 20 years ago anyway the superstar shakeup yeah it was, it was a fun show i mean I said this on Twitter yesterday, but I've always been a big draft fan. I always love the shakeup every single year. They kind of fucked it up last year. The format, I'm not an, I'm not a huge fan of. Like, oh, here I am, I'm on yeah. Raw, real no rhyme or reason. They did kind of make a better effort this year of telling us why or how people are on certain shows. Like, we're bringing Miz over to SmackDown because Daniel Bryan told Paige to make that trade because we want him on that show. So they kind of made a better effort this year of not being so lazy and not just throwing people on certain shows for no real rhyme or reason. So I like the format a little better this year. The moves I like a lot more than what they did last year. Um, but being at Raw, though, like I said, I've always been a big draft fan. It was one of my favorite nights of the year 10 years ago, and that was when the brand split meant nothing. And now that the brand split means a lot more now than it did a decade ago, it's much more exciting. 
Um, the title change to kick off the show is great. Jeff Hardy beating Jinder Mahal for the belt was a, easily the highlight of the night. I don't think anyone saw that coming, which was uh, which was great. Anything to get the belt off the modern-day Maharaja, which was awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, Raw, I don't want to say they got the shaft because they have a lot of star power still. But from, like, Jinder Mahal, Dolph Ziggler, Natalia, one person after the other, I'm like, good God, who the hell could possibly care about the, about these people? Who could give two shits about Dolph Ziggler being on Raw? But, you know, they, they got some decent picks. They got Drew McIntyre from NXT. They have all the call-ups from the week before. They, they still have Seth freaking Rollins. They got Roman Reigns. So, yeah, I, I thought Raw was a pretty good, um, pretty good, enjoyable show. And then SmackDown blew it out of the water on Tuesday. I thought Raw might have been a better show overall, but SmackDown felt much more focused. They got much better picks. They already kept um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. They kept AJ. They kept... Uh, Daniel Bryan, and then and then they just added on to that with Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. They got the club on SmackDown, the bar on SmackDown, Asuka, and all these other people. It's just mm-hmm. unreal, the talent depth they, they now have on the blue brand. So I'm a big fan of the shakeup this year, and I think it greatly benefits SmackDown. And it doesn't really hurt Raw all that much because they still have Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and so many others on, on Team Red. So I think overall, both brands benefited from the shakeup this year. So, Mark, what were your thoughts on the shakeup for Monday Night Raw um, and SmackDown tonight? I don't think there's any doubt that, that SmackDown is the A brand now. It really it really seems that way. I mean, it may, it may not be positioned that way in the end because I guess some of the the big drawing talent like the the Roman Reigns is, I guess, uh, and the John and John Cena will, will inevitably end up on Raw too. Although he may play that you know free agent BS and go back and forth, but yeah, Braun is still there. Brock Lesnar is still there. The bit the, the the real big name like more mainstream people are are probably still on Raw. Plus they got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, and and a lot of mid card people that SmackDown really wasn't using. To be honest with you, I mean that's what it seemed like. Uh, oh yeah, Ronda Rousey still on still on Raw. So Raw still has some big names, uh, but man, SmackDown to me is the better all around roster. I, I mean, I, I was shocked that Samoa Joe is on SmackDown now, mm-hmm. which is weird because he's in this program with Roman Reigns. That's going to be uh, the match of Backlash. Uh, so that was that was kind of a surprise to see him tonight. Uh, man, Andrade Cien Almas is, is a huge addition to the roster. I, we're talking about a roster that has AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, and big cast, baby. How about big cast coming back? My guy, my 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 queen's my queen's brother coming back uh, <laughs> in a big way, uh, which is fine. You know, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, big cast fan in the world, but it's good to see him back and healthy. But I, I don't think there's any doubt. SmackDown right now, especially from an in ring perspective, Oscar Charlotte. It's the better show. I mean, I I really feel it is. So let's let let's break it down because I had to write down, you know, who was going where, because obviously some picks from Raw last night were made on social media. So those did not make the those picks were not on the show, but they were on the Twitter feed. So trying to break every, uh, everything down. If I forget somebody, just let me know. So coming from SmackDown to Raw. Um, and also all the call-ups from last week. So all the brand-new people on Raw are the following. So Bobby Roode, Barry Corbin, The Fashion Police, Natalia, The Riot Squad, which is Graham's favorite, uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, Chad Gable, Mojo Rawley, 
Zack Ryder, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Bobby Lashley, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, uh, No Way Jose, Ember Moon, and the AOP. So, when you hear that, one, did I forget anybody coming to Raw? No, right? I think you missed uh, Chad Gable and the Ascension. No, I said Gable and I forgot the Ascension. Okay, I, man. Did you say? Did you say Mike Kanellis? Um, did I have to? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah! All right, hell so yeah, you did. The Ascension and and Mike Kanellis, like, man. I don't know how I forgot about that. So, so Graham, when you see, you know, when you hear that roster, you know, some might be like, hey, man, that's great. You got Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. This is going to be dope. Dolph Ziggler. But then some some people, probably like yourself, like, who gives a shit about Dolph Ziggler? Who cares about uh, Jinder Mahal? Um, I mean, it's a lot of people that they got for a three-hour show. Uh, I guess the main question I have uh, for you for now is, did you expect that many people to be called up, return, and be and switch over to, to Monday Night Raw? No, I didn't expect it, if only because with the draft last year, the shakeup, whatever you want to call it, they only made about 10 moves, I think, altogether. And no call-ups. They, they had some call-ups the week before, the week after WrestleMania. They didn't have any call-ups in the shakeup itself, which they did this year. They had a number of them between Drew McIntyre, Sanity, and Andrade Almas. And it's like, wow, that's like seven call-ups altogether if you include the iconic duo and then No Way Jose and Ember Moon and all the others. But it's like when you really think about it, it doesn't hurt NXT-like at all. And I think we talked about this uh, I think we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. The brand is so stacked right now, it doesn't even really matter. Like they have an, a surplus of talent in NXT and they still have people waiting in the wings that have yet to debut. The War Machine tag team just showed up. Leo Rush hasn't been on TV in months. Donovan Dijak from Ring of Honor hasn't debuted yet. So they have so much talent. They haven't even debuted on the show. NXT is hardly getting, um, you know, uh, depleted with talent here. Like they did with the first draft a few years ago. You know, they took Finn Balor. They took. Um, all this other talent from from NXT in the first ever draft two years ago. And it was like, how the hell are they going to recover? And NXT was kind of in a down period. They were kind of in a downslope for a while, but they've gotten so much talent, it doesn't even matter. With Raw, the thing is, I feel like with a lot of the moves they made, it was more about SmackDown shedding the people they were doing nothing with than it was about Raw's gain. And maybe some of these people will go on to do stuff on Raw they weren't doing on SmackDown. Like Mike Kanellis, Besides the fucking jobber, or I'm sorry, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania, when was the last time anyone saw him on TV? Same thing with Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh. Love Chad Gable, and I like Benjamin too, but it's it was about time they split those guys up, give Gable a real chance to hopefully shine on his own. Um, so again, I think they made a lot more moves than I was anticipating, but it might be for the better. And with the call-ups, Drew McIntyre with Ziggler, eh, I mean, I like McIntyre. Ziggler does nothing for me anymore, but maybe they make something of that tag team. Um, again, I think Raw kind of made out pretty well in the shakeup overall. Mahal, just getting him away from SmackDown was key. We've already seen him and Orton a fucking million times, and I'm very glad we're not getting that at Backlash, hopefully. So I think overall, Raw made out pretty, pretty well. And they still have a lot of uh, star power on the brand they can work off of. So before I get to Mark, if you had to give a a letter grade uh, for how Raw kind of you know shook up, what letter grade would you give for for Raw? Uh, again, I think SmackDown's the real winner here. 
But with Raw, honestly, I would give it either a B or a B minus because this the talent they got really wasn't. I mean, again, I don't give a crap about Dolph Ziggler, but Baron Corbin, I think, could have used a fresh coat of paint on Raw. Ah, I mean, Natalia, whatever. I mean, some of the people they kind of moved over, I don't really care about, but I could see what they're doing with them. Like with Natalia, it's very obvious they're building towards a Ronda Rousey and Natalia program, which makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. you know Natalia is going to lose. And if anyone can get a great match out of Rousey, even though she had a great match at WrestleMania, it's Natalia. Um, so yeah, I think they made out pretty well. So I think to say they got, I mean, they did get squashed by SmackDown, but again, they still have Seth Rollins. They still have Braun Strowman, who was so beyond over. Right. Um, I don't think raw is really reaching for talent right now. They already had a stacked roster. They needed to give some of that. They needed to share the love with, uh, with Tuesday night SmackDown. So they already still have, you know, woke and Matt. They have Bray Wyatt. who's finally interesting again. So and they already and they have a guy they got Bobby Lashley too. They just brought in Bobby Lashley. So again, Raw, I would give it a, a B. I would say SmackDown's an A, but Raw is definitely a B, if not a B minus, because at least they can give these guys like a Jinder or Dolph Ziggler some uh, fresh blood to mix it up with, and hopefully they won't be as boring as they have been for the last six months. So staying on Raw, Mark, um, just to rewind. All the people that that I named that were going to Raw from the call-ups, from NXT, from the returns, from the shakeup. Um, again, did you feel like they, they added too much, or you know, were you surprised of the people that they added to to Raw on Monday? I thought I was I was a little bit surprised that so many people came over because there were a lot of I mean a good portion of the mid card on SmackDown Live people that. SmackDown really hadn't been doing a whole lot with the mm-hmm. likes of the aforementioned legend Mike Kanellis, Chad Gable, the Ascension, people like that, even like the Riot Squad who were on TV, but they really didn't have any, didn't even really have like a real program. They were just kind of right. thrown in there. Uh, Zack Ryder, I mean, even like uh, Fashion Police, Brizongo. It, it felt like a lot of people, even Natalia. I mean, she's good. She's in this uh, this this program with Ronda Rousey, which I think is going to be good and be really good for Rousey's development. But what was Natalia really doing? She was kind of doing some some other stuff with Charlotte again for like the umpteenth time on SmackDown. So it, it feels like everyone going to Raw is kind of like people who needed needed a refresh, whereas everyone going from uh, Raw to SmackDown were people kind of already ready to go, like ready almost for the main event scene. I mean, Samoa Joe, The Miz, these are not these are not B level players mm-hmm. who uh, you know need need you know need something someone uh, need you know stuff to do. They have plenty to do on Raw, but now they're going to be on SmackDown. So I thought I thought that was really interesting. Now, I, as Graham said, I don't think that Raw is bad now because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are great. They still have all those people, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, uh, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think that it's now just a more even distribution of talent. And I would say there's more in-ring talent on SmackDown on average with the additions they made. And I'm okay with SmackDown being the more in-ring, the, the more pro-wrestling show and it'll have Raw be the sports entertainment show, if that, if that makes any sense. So what letter grade, if, if, if Graham gave Raw, I think a B, B minus, what letter grade would you give on their acquisitions? I would I would give Raw a B. I would give Raw a B, and I would give SmackDown an A, kind of like Graham. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't differ that much. Because, again, 
there are there are people they can use, and and I am interested in Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Maybe I mean Baron Corbin has shown some. I know people don't love him, and I'm not the biggest fan in the world for Baron Corbin, but maybe there there is some potential for him there. Some of his moves look really cool. I, I mean, he's a big dude. There is some potential. He's still relatively young in the in the, in, in the medium, I suppose. So I don't think it's a complete disaster on the Raw side. I just think that SmackDown ended up with a lot more talent, especially when it comes to workers uh, in ring talent. I think for me, and first of all, Graham, how dare you say you don't give a shit about Dolph Ziggler? Um, because I oh, do. God. I We've do. been over this before, Randy. <laughs> I will never care about Dolph Ziggler again. I'm sorry. They gave me chance after chance. Blame it on the company. Um, I mean, Unless he joins the Bullet Club, then I'll give a shit. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. I know Mark would be happy about that. <laughs> um, but I think if if you look at it, you know, some people on Twitter were saying, "Oh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre is going to be the Shawn Michaels Diesel 2.0." Now, listen, um, if they do that, at least it's something for them to do. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I, I'm the biggest Drew McIntyre fan. I seen I seen a couple. I seen the era, the the time he was in a company when he was IC champion. Did not see much of him in TNA. I think I saw a few matches of him in NXT. But him and, and Dolph together, they can do something. Whether it's 2.0 of Shawn Michaels and Diesel, I think I think that'll be fun and interesting. They could be kind of tweeners, like they could be heels, but they could be cheered as as good guys. I think Bobby Roode, him going to Raw, him going to Raw would be good only if they change him to to a heel. I, I don't I. I think we all agree where Bobby Roode is more of a of a heelish character. Uh, he's been a, a, a baby face for, for quite some time, and I think he got to change that. Same thing I feel about Sasha Banks, and I thought maybe they were going to surprise us and say, you know, hey, Dean Ambrose is going to come back to SmackDown. Obviously, he's still hurt injured, but down the road, um, he'll come back. Like, same thing they did with Rusev, where last year he got... Uh, you know, he got put on SmackDown, but we didn't see Rusev for quite some time. So that's that was probably the only kind of dark horse pick that I had with Dean Ambrose going to SmackDown. Um, but speaking of SmackDown, I, I knew I forgot something. So now everybody all together was Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Big Cass, Sanity. Uh, I, 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 I assume Absolution's going there. So with Joe, uh, Cien Amos, The Club. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, the Bar, the uh, Oscar, of course, and the Iconics. So they got a lot less than Raw. So Mark already said he'll he'll give the SmackDown editions an A. But who from Raw to SmackDown shocked you the most? It, 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 it'll have to be Samoa Joe, right, Mark? Yes, uh, I mean, I think so for sure, because everyone else was kind of rumored and reported and you can mm. kind of deduce by what they were doing last night, by who was uh, who was going to South Africa on the, on that tour. Samoa Joe seemed like he was going to be a lot to stay on Raw and all of a sudden he showed up on SmackDown. I think that was probably the biggest shock of, of the night for me. And Graham, what was the big, what was the bigger shock from the person going from Raw to SmackDown and the person going from SmackDown to Raw? Gotta be Samoa Joe. I would have to agree with that. I don't think anyone was expecting Samoa Joe. I think a lot of people a while ago were saying, "Oh, Samoa Joe on SmackDown would be a lot better." He was being overshadowed on Raw for a while, but 
I mean, he was put in the top mix as soon as he got back just last week in a program with Roman friggin' Reigns, which I'm kind of glad the way they're doing this because they've done this in the past where they do the draft and then the next pay-per-view, the rules of the shakeup don't go back into effect until after the pay-per-view. So we're getting another Joe Roman match, which is great because they've always worked well together. But then again, we saw it like last year when Joe first got called up. And then we also saw it like earlier this year for the Intercontinental title. So it's honestly not that fresh of a feud. So he's filling out that program. He's eviscerating Roman Reigns on Raw every single week on the mic, which is so great to listen to. Dude, at Raw last night, Roman's promo, I could not even tell you a single word he said. The boos for him were so loud. <laughs> they they drowned out his entire – like that's not even an exaggeration. I could not hear anything he said. That's how loudly he was being booed. But um, anyway, with with Joe going to SmackDown, I would have to agree he was definitely the the biggest surprise pick. You got to give this guy the belt like ASAP. I know I love AJ Nakamura is great too, but Joe's got to be in that world title mix and winning that belt at some point before the end of 2018. Him and him and Brian, him and AJ, and him and Nakamura, and him and Orton is going to be fucking great. So from SmackDown to Raw, the biggest person that probably shocked me, if not Mike Kanellis. Uh, huh. kidding. I'm trying to think who else went to Raw that it, that really shocked me. The Riot Squad. Before I Mike kind of Nellis figured. taking a beating. What'd you say? Mike Nellis taking a beating tonight. I, I like Mike Nellis, but I don't know. <laughs> Just The guy has no future. And the weird thing, too, is that they did not say that Maria was going with him. Zelina Vega is going with Andrade to SmackDown, but they didn't say anything about Maria. I know she's pregnant, but... So that's a little weird and concerning for him because she was the only part of that act that anyone cared about. Um, fuck, and, and, I'm and I think- know a lot of people were are upset on Twitter that Nikki Cross is not going with Sanity. I mean, listen, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and act like I've seen every Sanity match. I have not. So um, whether she's there or not, it doesn't matter to me, but I guess to some of these fans, they, they you know, Nikki Cross is supposed to be with them. Maybe the same way that, that Carmella was not brought up when Enzo and Cass were brought up, so maybe she'll get up at a, at a later time. But again, I'm not going to sit here and, and act like I really know who she is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I saw a lot of people being upset about that too. I don't think it's that big of a deal as long as she's still in the NXT women's division, which honestly needs some help right now. Um, she can always get called up down the line. Carmella wasn't called up with Big Cass and Enzo, and they ended up never becoming a unit because Carmella went to SmackDown and mm. she became more successful than Big Cass ever has been up to this point. Um, but so maybe they'll bring her up down the road. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with her. But I think SmackDown's women's division, if they weren't going to do anything with her, it might be better they left her behind for right now because they already have the iconic duo. They have are the Absolution stable coming over. Charlotte, Asuka, Becky, Naomi. There's not much room for her right now. Um, but I would say Bobby Roode of Raw kind of surprised me the most. I thought he would stick over on SmackDown, but mm-hmm. him on Raw isn't a bad idea as long as, as you said, Randy, he goes heel at some point. I know Raw is pretty heel heavy right now with Owen, Zane, Corbin, Ziggler, and all the others, and Jinder Mahal. Wow. But they already also have Finn Balor still. And poor Finn Balor. The fucking club's on SmackDown. AJ's on SmackDown. Balor's exactly. got to stay on Raw. So poor guy, but he's on Raw. Braun's on Raw. Um, a lot of other top baby faces, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. So I would assume they would turn Bobby at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. But again, overall, I am pretty happy with most of the picks. So, Mark, who um, your shock was Joe to SmackDown. Who's your shocking uh, acquisition from SmackDown to Raw? 
I don't know if there was anyone that really shocked me. I didn't expect to see Drew McIntyre. I know that's not really someone going from SmackDown to Raw, but I didn't think we'd see Drew McIntyre. We haven't really seen we haven't seen him in NXT because he was injured for a bit, and I hadn't really heard that much about him coming back. And uh, I mean, I guess if if he was going to come back, it was going to be on the main roster. But it was just it was unexpected, and and the the spot they had him in was unexpected because he was a babyface on NXT, and obviously he's going to be a heel if he's with Dolph Ziggler. So I would probably say. That was probably the most surprising debut slash switch slash whatever, uh, and also I think that I mean I, I'm not I'm not a huge Ziggler fan at this point either, but I'm I'm intrigued about what they could possibly do with with McIntyre and him together. I do like McIntyre; he's got some limitations in ring, but he's not bad, mm. and uh, he's just I mean he's enormous. I mean he's a he's a physical specimen, and you know that he's going to get a push because of that from the office and. He's 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 good. He's solid. Uh, so I'm 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 curious. I'll 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 give that a chance to to kind of play out. So I'd probably say him. I mean Owens and Zayn. That, that was kind of mm-hmm. that was kind of an obvious one because right. whatever they had going on in SmackDown was obviously that's how the time was up for that. And everyone else is kind of like you know afterthoughts in a way, but they could end up being better on on Raw than they were on SmackDown. So Mark, I'll start with you. Is there anybody on the roster? that you you personally felt like should have got traded just because of you know refresh their their image or character and they are still on the same show anybody who you felt should have gone should have gotten traded but did not i thought that i thought it was going to be rollins or balor i thought i think either one of them kind of would have made sense for a refresh probably finn more because Rollins has the Intercontinental title, but I thought they might have had Jeff Hardy have the U.S. title on Raw and then maybe send Rollins to yeah. SmackDown with the IC title. So that that was something that, but I mean, but after what after seeing what they actually did, I'm okay with 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 those guys not being there now. I I do think they need a refresh, but there are new potential programs for them with this new roster. As far as the other way, as, as far as uh, someone who I thought would go from SmackDown to Raw. I thought it would be Charlotte, honestly. I thought I thought Charlotte would be yeah, would be too. the choice, but it does seem like and maybe I mean this is probably the right idea. They're going to try to keep Browsing and Charlotte away from each other and until until WrestleMania. And it, it it might it might be a situation that 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 Graham thought of many many months ago about possibly Rousey versus Oscar. Rousey wins the Women's Rumble. And then challenges. We thought it was going to be Oscar, but maybe now she'll challenge Charlotte. That is kind of what happened this year with Oscar and Charlotte. But I can see that happening uh, with them if they're going to be if they're going to be on different brands this entire year. They're really going to. Uh, I mean, they're really going to milk this for for a long time. They're obviously going to do Stephanie stuff, you know, with 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 uh, Ronda. Stephanie's going to do like an injury angle. She's going to be out for a bit. She's going to come back. They're going to do that whole thing, of course, again, maybe around SummerSlam. That'll be brought back into it. And then Natalia is kind of like the placeholder program for, for Rousey, who honestly is is on TV more than I expected. And she's even doing the European tour. I was very surprised I that heard, she's going to do yeah. house shows in Europe. Uh, I, I know she's doing the MSG house show, but that's MSG. I didn't think she'd actually do the, Euro- the European tour. I was very surprised by that. I don't know if it'll be matches. I could see it being segments angles but not i don't I don't think she'll be doing matches on there i could be wrong i don't think she would though uh and and, and maybe if it, it'll be like tag matches with natty as her partner possibly 
I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean everything kind of. I think it's a net positive overall for for both brands. What, what happened? And I wasn't. Uh, I didn't think. I mean, I didn't think anyone. I'm not. I'm not left wanting more. Put it that way. So Graham, um, who do you felt that should have got traded but did not? Finn Balor was the only one I thought really should have been traded with the club. I'm glad. I'm glad the club got traded if i had to choose one and they yeah. weren't going to go together i'm glad it's the club because as long as they're on the show with either aj or balor they're going to be fine because they've been wasted for like two years now so right at least they're with aj seemingly balor i think needed a fresh coat of paint the guy's been directionless for months i love balor he's been gotten a, he's getting a bit more momentum in the icy title picture so maybe we see him and rollins a little more coming out of the Miz feud i'm not really sure um, but I, I really thought Balor would go to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy kind of filled that role instead by winning the U.S. title, which is fine. I think Jeff Hardy on SmackDown is perfect. I was really surprised that even after Jeff won the belt, people were still saying that Rollins would go to SmackDown. It's like people. It was not a coincidence that Jeff won the fucking belt on Raw the night of the shakeup. They did not do that for no reason. They did that because they were moving him to SmackDown. And I know they've done this in the past where – you know, it doesn't matter what a T-shirt says, but they've been pushing the Monday Night Rollins thing for like a month now. Mm. And it doesn't mean anything. This company changes plans more than Vince changes pants. But it's like every time he sees Roman Reigns. But it's like, you know, they, they, they could always put Rollins on SmackDown, but I figured they would keep him on Raw. And I'm glad they did because he can carry that mid card to something special. Beyond that, though. Charlotte's thing on SmackDown did not surprise me. I figured they would keep them separated as they should. And this company is so trigger happy that if they put them on the on the same show, we say they'll keep them separated even though they're both on Raw, but then you know they're going to put them in a match against each other fucking like payback in like July or something. <laughs> that's just the way this company works. So I'm glad they're on separate shows. Maybe Rousey wins the Rumble at the same pay-per-view she debuted at and then and then Charlotte goes on to, sure. you know, keep the belt in Mania, whatever the fuck. So there's a couple ways they can go about that. Um, but yeah, no, again, I think that I think a lot of the other picks made sense. The ones that surprised me the most were made for the better. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I don't really think there was anyone else I thought should have moved. I thought Rusev should have moved to Raw, but at least mm-hmm. they moved everyone else that he was feuding with over to Raw, like Jinder and Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Corbin, all the others. So hopefully without them, Rusev gets more of a chance to shine on SmackDown. We'll see. I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. But uh, yeah, overall, I was, again, like I said, very, very satisfied with the Superstar shakeup. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I would have had Orton... Rusev go to go to Raw. I thought Charlotte was gonna go to Raw, and, and uh, who else? Like I said, Dean Ambrose going going back to SmackDown. I I told I told you Graham a year ago that I felt Dean Ambrose, The Miz, and Bray Wyatt should not have, should not have ever left SmackDown in the first place. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just hoping Bailey or Sasha go go to go to go to SmackDown. They've been on Raw for for so long it's like hey can you move like if you move charlotte to raw you, you could have moved sasha to smackdown but it's again going to mark's point they want to leave rousey and charlotte off the show for for quite some time maybe until wrestlemania 35 but at the same time it's like even you as a fan like like sasha's still here on raw like <laughs> bailey's still on raw like come on even alexa bliss moves like we can't move bailey and, and, and sasha Banks. so you know Maybe next year, but uh, I think the one the one thing that uh, 
I it wasn't shocking because I was kind of texting you guys. I, I kind of knew who was going to be moved ahead of times. My bad. I know Grant was kind of mad at me about that. Um, <laughs> I so I knew I knew about Samoa Joe like a half hour before that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of so. Now my thinking was with the the championship match with Brock and Roman at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I before I knew Samoa Joe was going, I'm thinking like, all right, Roman might win the belt. Um, at that event in Saudi Arabia and then defend the belt against uh, Samoa Joe like a week or two later at Backlash knowing that Samoa Joe would still be on Raw. So now my my thinking is that you, you guys can help me out. Well, and knowing that Roman has been kind of feuding with some, Samoa Joe the last few weeks, does that give any indication that Brock Lesnar either retains the belt or loses the belt at the greatest Royal Rumble? Mark, I'll start with you. Ooh, I mean, I think I think he loses the belt. I do. I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. I, we're talking about uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, right? Right. Yeah, I think I think Lesnar loses the belt. Uh, I think I, again, I, like I said last week, I still think that he is bound for the UFC at some point this year. Uh, it may not be. It, it can't be until October at the very earliest. But he's also going to need to kind of get back into fighting shape. He's going to have to do a training camp, which is at least, you know, eight weeks, so two months, and maybe even longer than that. So I, I, I can imagine him losing the belt, going away for a little bit, doing a UFC fight, and then getting back in WWE, you know, in time for maybe the Rumble, uh, maybe even, maybe I mean, yeah, probably the Rumble and then WrestleMania. That that would be that would be my prediction. That's all speculation. I don't know. Mm. He's not. He's still not in the USADA drug testing pool, which he'll need to be in for six months before he can come back to the UFC. So again, we're talking about October at the earliest for him to come back. But I think he loses the belt and he, he goes away for a little bit after after this uh, Saudi Arabia deal. So then my thing is this. If knowing that... um. Samoa Joe is now on SmackDown. Even if Roman Reigns wins the belt in Saudi Arabia, and I, I you know, you see it, the next feud was going to be him and Samoa Joe. Does he still get Samoa Joe a backlash, not only in a one-on-one match, but maybe the belt being defended, knowing that Joe was on SmackDown and Roman's on Raw, or does that match even continue to happen? That's a good question. I, I didn't, I haven't thought about that. I imagine that. That the match will still happen, uh, and yeah, if if he beats Lesnar, and I think he will, it'll be for the belt. So yeah, that that does kind of put a little bit of a of a monkey wrench into the plans, and that's another reason why Samoa Joe being on SmackDown was so surprising. Because if that match is for the belt, we kind of know who's going to win because right. the WWE title is going to be on SmackDown, and and uh, and the Universal title is going to be on Raw. Unless they unless they shake that up in some way, I, I don't think they will. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if Reigns goes into into the Joe match as the champion, he'll almost certainly win, and everyone will know he's going to win because he's going to keep the belt. Is the belt's going to stay on Raw? So that could be interesting. Perhaps they do some kind of a triple threat match in that in that scenario. Maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe we'll find out, at, you know, in Saudi Arabia on that show if there's going to be another Raw person. In that match, perhaps it'll be the modern day Maharaja. Yeah, Jinder Mahal getting back, and maybe it'll be, and maybe it'll be Mike Kanellis. Who knows? Uh, see, now you you had me at Jinder, but you lost me at, at Kanellis. Uh, Graham, 
How do you think they play out this Brock Lesnar Reigns championship match at, at, at uh, Saudi Arabia? And how does Samoa Joe fit into these plans now, knowing that he's now on SmackDown? The shakeup changes nothing. It doesn't matter if Roman's <laughs> on Raw. It doesn't matter if Joe's on SmackDown. It doesn't matter who TNA is hiring. The end game in all of this is that Roman Reigns is walking out of Saudi Arabia. Mm. As the new Universal Champion. And that's always been the end game. I know we were all wrong at WrestleMania. But they're doing this match for a reason. Because Roman is winning the belt. Um, with Joe, yes, it is very predictable that he's not winning the championship at Backlash. They don't give a shit. The fact that this has been reported for a while. That Joe would be the first one to be basically fed to Roman Reigns coming out of Mania. Um, is not entirely surprising. It's a good spot for Joe to be in. Kind of. Because he's in the main event. Even though we know he's going to lose. To me, doesn't really matter if only because Joe will rebound nicely on SmackDown. Like I said, I can guarantee you he will be holding the WWE Championship by year's end. So the fact that he's going to lose to Roman Reigns hardly matters. It is predictable, but whatever. Doesn't really bother me all that much. With Brock Lesnar, we talked about it last week. We still have no idea. All these various dirt sheets you hear from Dave Meltzer that, oh, he... Didn't resign. He's only around for one match. You hear from Sports Illustrated, oh, he did resign for, for three years, whatever. Then you hear from Joe Schmo on his blog on the internet that he's resigned on a, on a per match deal, whatever it is. That's what I tend to believe. I tend to believe that he is back whenever WWE wants him. And I think that was one of the rumors. Again, you gotta you gotta take everything with a grain of salt that you read on the internet with Brock Lesnar, because nothing is yet to be confirmed. I find it very hard to believe that WWE would go out of their way to make such a big deal about Brock Lesnar resigning only for him to be around until Saudi Arabia. So I think he is sticking around. He won't be around as often as he has been in recent years, which isn't a lot to begin with. But I think we, I, I do think we will see him at SummerSlam against Bobby Lashley. I think that match is happening, just not for the belt. I don't really think it needs the belt. Um, and then Roman will go on and do his own thing on Raw and maybe face... Now, Mike Kanellis or Chad Gable oh or God. one member of the Ascension for the Universal <laughs> title. So I don't think this changes anything at all. You keep mentioning Mike Kanellis. What about Dolph, man? Can you mention Dolph Ziggler one time, please? Uh, I hear Taney is hiring, so there's oh that. Oh, my God. Um, hey, be careful how you mention Dave Meltzer around Mark because that's a, that's a dear friend of Mark's right there. <laughs> my Big days. I also, I also think – I don't think he actually reported uh, what you said he reported. I think he reported that – the deal with uh, Lesnar's up before SummerSlam. Was that what he not, said? Not a not a not a one. It's not a one match deal, but it's still up before SummerSlam. And see, and see, guys, I believe that's what he reported. Yeah, I could be I could be wrong, but I believe that's what he reported. Now this is where I feel just like now five percent chance is like maybe Brock walks out of Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia with the belt because then, I mean. Again, you two could be right. He might lose, and then we don't see him for, for a few months, SummerSlam, down the road. And the, and like what Graham said, the end game was always to have Reigns beat Lesnar, not at WrestleMania, but in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, part of it can, you know, can, can Lesnar, uh, you know what, Mark, what's the likelihood that Brock Lesnar is still the universal champion after the greatest Royal Rumble? Oh, you want me to give like a percentage? I mean, yeah. I think I think that he, I think I think Roman Reigns is the champion after the the greatest Rumble. I think that the crowd in Saudi Arabia is not going to be a 
it's not going to be there. They won't boo him. It's not, it's not going to be a smart crowd. It's going to be a, a it's going to be a crowd of marks. Mm. going to be a bunch of marks and they're going to and they're going to. I think I think that I mean, I even saw stuff that that people in Saudi Arabia still think that wrestling is real to an extent. So I think they're going to root for whoever WWE wants them to root for. And of course, we know that that person is Roman Reigns mm. and it'll be a much it'll be a much friendlier environment for Roman Reigns to win the title in than, say, New Orleans or another big city in, in the United States. And that'll work out for them because he'll get, he'll get sheared. He'll win the title, he'll get sheared. And then, you know, a few days later, he'll come back to Raw and get booed out of the building. But, I mean, at least he'll have the shears for the win. So, Graham, what's the percentage you give Brock Lesnar walks out of the uh, greatest Royal Rumble as champion? Zero. Zero. Absolutely Damn. zero. I mean, you also look at the fact that they're loading up the show with the fucking Undertaker in a casket match, a 50-man rumble. They have all this other shit, a ladder match, all this other shit. They're not going to hype up the show as, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread, only for Brock to win in front of a bunch of marks, like uh, like we were just talking about, like Mark had just mentioned, that there's a bunch of marks in the crowd. They're going to cheer for Roman Reigns. And they want this deal or whatever the hell it is. I don't know if it's a TV deal or boosting their market for the network. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't really care. But they're not going to do this unless they were going to deliver a big moment. The, him winning the Universal Championship, regardless of what people think of Roman Reigns, is a big fucking moment. So they're going to have Roman Reigns win. It's like when Finn Balor won the NXT title in Japan on the NXT on that Beast Knees special a few years ago. It was a big moment. And people like Finn Balor in Japan. I, I don't know if they like him, and I don't know if they like Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. I would assume they will. Um, but here's the thing as well: I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan. I, I don't like a lot of people are, are big Roman Reigns fans. But the thing is this: don't let your hate for Roman Reigns blind the fact that putting the belt on him over Brock Lesnar is the right thing to do. Why would you keep the belt on Brock Lesnar? Why? I just don't understand what the point of it is. Like Brock will not be around a backlash, very likely. He won't be around at Money in the Bank. Maybe SummerSlam. That's in four fucking months. Why would you keep the belt on the guy for another four months after he held the belt for an entire year? What? Despite CM Punk, just so we can break his record, or just so they can break his record? Like, get over yourself, Vince. Yeah, Who exactly. Cares? No one gives a shit about that. So I don't think they will do that. I think it'd be incredibly stupid. The fact they had Roman lose at WrestleMania, it was surprising. They only delayed the inevitable because um, Roman's winning, which honestly is the right thing to do. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, they would do a double turn of some sort with Joe and Reigns. They would get the belt on Roman, turn him heel, and align him with like the Authors of Pain or something awesome like that. But it's too logical, so they won't do it. But Roman is winning the belt, and again, they'll move him on to someone else after Backlash, considering Joe is on SmackDown. But they got, it's not that people—I know people really want Brock to win, but like, why? Because you hate Roman Reigns? Other than that, like, what real logical reason is there to keep the belt on a guy who very likely will not be here— for another four months, Raw needs I – mean, they don't really need help, but since SmackDown is so stacked, they need the world champion to fucking be there. And Brock should not be world champion any further, any, anywhere past uh, the greatest Royal Rumble event coming up in a couple weeks. Speaking of the greatest Royal Rumble, uh, you know, we, I, I do have a couple of sidebars coming because you, you two guys just said a lot. But right now, they're going to have ten matches. You got Rusev, Undertaker. It was, listen, this match has been you know, on and off. We had Taker, Rusev two weeks ago. We had Taker, Jericho last week. Now we got Taker and Rusev back on. 
in the casket match. I don't know what's going on, but right now it's Rusev and Taker in the casket match. John Cena, Triple H. In a, in a singles match like this is like like this is 2006, um, the Bludgeon Brothers, the Usos for the tag title for SmackDown, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy uh, against Cesaro and Sheamus for the vacant Raw tag titles, which kind of lets you know who's gonna win that match. Um, Jeff Hardy, Jinder Mahal in a singles match for the U.S. title, uh, U.S. title. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, The Miz, Samoa Joe ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, and Brock and Roman for the Universal title, the 50-man greatest Royal Rumble match. I think they got two more to be determined. So, uh, Mark, are you going to be up at 9 o'clock in the morning to watch this event? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be up. I mean, it's, uh, 9 o'clock is not, is, not, is not too ridiculous. It's not too ridiculous. <laughs> is that what time is going to start on the West Coast? Pacific, Pacific uh, time nine. They got it twelve o'clock here at uh, East Coast. So, yeah. Yeah, man, a little coffee, a little eggs and toast, and uh, some some yeah, wrestling yeah. action from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Some just coffee, just another... some waffles. Nine o'clock is some John Cena Triple H, right, buddy? Yeah, man. <laughs> Look, I've, I've watched I've watched random UFC fights from my home at like seven in the morning from like Singapore, so I can certainly wake up and and watch some WWE. From Saudi Arabia at nine, at nine, it's, that's totally fine. It'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Hopefully, hey. hopefully there are. Uh, I mean, some of the some of the matches have a chance to be quite good. Um, I, I hope uh, it turns out that way. Hey, Grandma, are, are, are you going to take off school that day to watch this, or are you going to be in school on your phone watching this, watching the event? Hey, that's what I do. I was watching SmackDown tonight during class. I mute it. I put it on closed captioning just to just to make sure I don't miss anything. But I do watch shit during class when I. It in, it ends towards the latter portion of class, but I do watch it during class if I have to. Sorry, teacher. Sorry, professors. But I, I just got to do what I got to do. I can't miss shit. But with this show, I very well might. I mean, it's a stacked show. I'm looking forward to it. Time difference. The the fact that it starts a noon hour time, I actually kind of like that just because I don't know that the fact when WrestleMania starts at seven here or eight here, whatever, it doesn't end until midnight is ridiculous to me. I am so fucking tired by that point. I really wish they would start WrestleMania sooner. You know they never will, unless it's over in England or something. But like they had that um Japan, like I said earlier, the Beast in the East special. I think it started at what, five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning on fourth of July. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm watching it when I wake up at ten. Like I'm not getting up on my (laughs) one day off on the fourth of July to watch Fucking John Cena in R Truth versus Wade Barrett and Kane or whatever the main event was. So I, I'm glad I didn't make that dumb decision. But no, I'm, I think this show is going to be pretty good. Um, you throw in the fact that Avengers Infinity War comes out that day, and April oh, wow. 27th is looking pretty stacked. So oh, I'm looking wow. forward to it. Oh wow! Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it too. 12 o'clock. I mean, if, if I'm not doing anything, I'll more than likely check it out. It should be. Another great five-hour event. But, Mark, you know what? Let's remind Graham that there was a time, because we know me and you are old enough, there was a, there was a time that WrestleMania did start like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And now it starts for me 4 o'clock in the afternoon because I'm on the <laughs> West Coast. So maybe maybe you guys should just uh, should pick up and, and move west. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I forgot what WrestleMania, but I was like, I think it was nine and ten. They had like a four o'clock, five o'clock start. And I know here um, in New York for WrestleMania ten, it was like four o'clock. I'm like, all right. Um, 
But I think we we pretty much covered Raw, SmackDown, the shakeup. You know, I'm not going through individual matches. Um, I guess I would ask real quick, you guys, because uh, Grand was in there, and I want to get Mark's opinion. Because I guess every week, you know, every time she's on Raw, I guess we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, Rousey was on Raw, uh, helped save Natalia, and she did this judo move on um, the Sonya Deville. But Graham, you was there. What was the crowd like, and you know, what did you take of Rousey being on Raw on Monday? First of all, I will say this. I don't know if she was advertised for the show. I might be wrong, but I think I mentioned last week here in the show that I didn't think she would be around until SummerSlam. That was my prediction Yeah, because I don't think she was advertised for anything, and that was before she announced to be in the European tour. But you can be on the European tour and still not show up on TV until SummerSlam because she wasn't advertised for any TV. Um, but she showed up in a backstage segment. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. I didn't think she'd be in front of the live crowd. But, you know, she showed up. She came out to save Natalia. I was really surprised by that. Very cool to see her. I got to see her in person in the Rumble. So to get to see her again in person on Raw was also very cool. She got a great reaction. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think the WrestleMania match did wonders for her. I thought we talked about it last week. But in short, I thought it stole the show. It was the best match in the entire WrestleMania card. And the fact that she had st- such a strong showing and people realize, like, hey, she gives a shit about pro wrestling and she wants to get better and she's actually not bad inside the ring. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get behind her. So I, she got a great reaction. People were very happy to see her, especially after uh, just a match between what was it, Mandy Rose and Natalia that no one could give two shits about. So I think seeing Ronda Rousey was the saving grace of that segment. But no, she got a great reaction that WrestleMania match and the fact that she's positioned against the authority has done wonders for her it's definitely um, a stark contrast compared to the the mixed reaction that she was getting when she first debuted in las vegas and then on raw so uh she's got a bright future ahead of her and i thought she looked good in the ring the sonya deville attack was uh was well done and maybe we see rousey and sonya at some point down the road but like we talked about earlier i think it's pretty apparent they're setting up a rousey natalia match which could be pretty good. I don't really care about Natalia anymore, but from an in-ring standpoint, if you're going to get a great match out of Rousey, ask no one better to put her in the ring with than Natalia. So, Mark, what did you make of Rousey on, on, on Raw on Monday? I thought it was solid. I, th- I thought it was solid like like it has been the last few weeks. I, You know, I, it almost feels like it almost feels like Rousey is, is just another segment at this point on Raw and I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, from from a positive perspective, it's like you're no longer kind of like you're you're no longer kind of like worried and cringing and uh, walking on eggshells, not knowing if she's gonna mess up or not. You're, I mean, I think most people are pretty comfortable with with what she's been doing, and and, and it's been fine. It hasn't been you know earth shattering. Although I thought her match at WrestleMania was was extremely extremely good. But on the other hand, on a negative perspective, it's like her being there every week means it's not as special anymore. I felt like she'd be, like Graham said, she wouldn't be on TV until SummerSlam. And I thought she'd be more of a special attraction, mm-hmm. kind of like a Lesnar, something like that. And and I think that, again, it, it go, it's, it's a double-edged sword. In some ways, that is a better way to do it. But you also need to get her reps, and you need to get her in there and, and have her get better. And maybe she can't do that unless it's actually in front of the real live audience. And Natalia is the person to do that with. She she is uh, she is the person that you put green people with to get better. And I mean she she is the she is the veteran of that division. She's been around a long time. She's a great technical wrestler. She has that that pedigree, that hard pedigree. She knows what she's doing in there. 
So that that's a good idea. I do like that. But part of me feels like having Rousey be a special attraction is something that will pay off better down the line. But I, I could be wrong. Um, I'll close out with this. Um, Mark, uh, I mean, also Graham, I know, I know you guys have mentioned CM Punk a lot during the show. But Mark, uh, finally, I guess we kind of heard about it, but I guess it's official now that CM Punk is going to fight again in the UFC against Mike Jackson at UFC 225 in Chicago. Uh, you told me off the air that you will be in Chicago for UFC 225, so congrats on that. So CM Punk, second fight in the UFC. Uh, he hasn't fought since, what, 2015? 2015, 2015, yeah. so three years since his first fight. Wow. Um, what's the hype around it? Are people excited? Are you no, excited? No, I'm sorry. It was it was, uh, it was 2016. My apologies. 2016. All right, so two years. So what's the hype, uh, the hype around it? Are you excited? Are people excited? Um, you know, t- tell me more about it because I mean, I, I mean, I am a CM Punk fan, but I saw the I saw the first fight. It didn't last very long. I think it was a uh, Mickey Gall and um, just. I guess what's the preparation like for CM Punk's second fight in um in June? Well, it's the the first fight had a lot of fanfare, as we know, and there was a lot True. of build up for it, and there was anticipation for it for months and months and months. The UFC even did a they did kind of like a a winner fight CM Punk fight, you know, like months before the fight before CM Punk debuted, mm. they had Mickey Gall fight Mike Jackson. Mickey Gall won and, and earned the shot to fight CM Punk. So it was a really, it was a big deal. Uh, that's not something that happens very often for a non-title uh, situation in, in the UFC. You know, you don't, there aren't many like, let's have these two guys fight in the winner faces this guy type of thing. So it was a big deal for, for a while. It, it popped a, a good number on pay-per-view. Um, I think most of those people were, were, were CM Punk fans that, that wanted to see how he would do. He didn't do that well at, Excuse me, as we know, uh, I think that this fight is is going to be it, it's a it's a person not as experienced in mixed martial arts. Mike Jackson is is a has been a solid. He's a I mean still an experienced in boxing and kickboxing, but he's he has some knockout power. He's knocked people out in boxing and, and kickboxing. He, he his ground game is is we don't know much about it. We haven't really seen it. He, he got choked him out very quickly when they fought uh, in January of, of uh, 2016. So this is probably an easier fight for CM Punk, but we just don't know enough about CM Punk either. We don't know much about Mike Jackson. We know even less about CM Punk. We've seen Mike Jackson knock people out in, in kickboxing matches and boxing matches. We've never seen anything from CM Punk. So I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. According to his coach, Duke Rufus, who is a very good coach up in Milwaukee, He's he's improved exponentially since 2016, and I think it's been good in a way because there hasn't been as much fanfare. So basically, after the fight, CM Punk he had some injuries. He, he got that taken care of. He's been training now for you know for the better part of uh, for almost two years with little fanfare, kind of like in the shadows. No one's really paying attention anymore. So he's had the chance at least to get better over the last two years. Maybe he's improved. I think it could be a competitive fight. We really don't know. And and again, that'll be one of the selling points, I think, for that fight. The unknown. We have no idea. It would be 
it would be really cool to see CM Punk win a UFC fight. That would be really that would be really a, a cool thing to see how hard he's worked because if he does ever win a UFC fight, it'll be it'll be because he just worked his ass off because he does. I mean, he came in as a guy in his late thirties with no fight experience. Uh, he's not. I mean, yeah, he was in he was in uh, wrestling for forever, but he was never really a, a, phen- a phenomenal athlete. He, he's a good athlete, but in the UFC, like you got to be like a really plus athlete to to excel in the UFC. Uh, so if he were to win this fight, it would be really a credit to his his own work ethic. Uh, and, 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 and you got to give him credit. I mean, uh, but whether or not he does that, I don't know, but I think, I mean, I'm very curious to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be in Chicago for that card. It's a, it's a very good card. Aside from that, the main event is going to be Robert Whitaker uh, versus Yoel Romero for the UFC middleweight title, which is a really interesting fight. Uh, there's some, there's some good fights on that card overall. And, uh, and that's one that I'm looking forward to. I just, just uh, the sheer curiosity to see how, for CM Punk is gone and and Mike Jackson is is a, is a really cool dude. Um, he's he, he's like he, he's a photographer. He shoots fights. So I, I mean I met him. I, I I don't know him that well, but I've talked to him a bunch of times. He's a funny guy. He's very charismatic. He'll sell the fight. He'll talk a little bit of trash. Um, and uh, maybe he knocks out CM Punk. Maybe he loses. I have no idea. But I'm I'm curious to see how it all it all plays out. Graham, are you excited for CM Punk UFC two two five? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've always been a big CM Punk fan. I uh, was looking forward to the first fight. Obviously, it didn't end up in his favor, but uh, gained a lot of respect for Punk that day with the way he went down. But I'm glad he's getting back in there. He's trying to get a lot of other people probably just would have quit, been embarrassed, never tried it again. But he's going back in there against Michael Jackson, so I give him all the credit in the world. So I look forward to that. Um, it is in Chicago, too, so I'm sure that's going to oh, help. Yeah. You know what? If anything, just even cult of personality again will be amazing in such a setting. So... Should be great. We'll bring back uh, fond memories of Money in the Bank 2011 from that same. Not a is it is it in the Allstate uh, Arena, Mark, or no? UFC 225. Yeah, I believe it's at the United Center. United, United Center. Center. Okay. Yeah, it's at the United Center. Yeah. Damn. But still, still in Chicago, so that should be pretty cool. But um, yeah, oh, no, yeah, I'm that'll be ins- that'll be insane. Should be amazing. Should get a great reaction. But to be quite honest with you, the only thing on my mind this week beyond CM Punk superstar shakeup, when are we going to talk about John Cena and Nikki Bella splitting up? That's been the real big news this week, Randy. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I, the I, real I, superstar that, shakeup. That's the real shakeup. <laughs> um, with the whole seventy-five page letter, something that I heard John Cena made Nikki Bella sign, and hey, man. It is what it is. I don't get involved in that, but I was shocked to, to, to find, you know, when you see it on Twitter, you're like, nah, that's not real. You know, then, then you start seeing like real uh, verified Twitter news outlets report, hey, John Cena and Nikki Bella split up after six years. And like, oh, shit, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, there's I, really nothing to say other than mm-hmm. I was shocked too. I was very surprised. Um, very best very. of luck to them. But hey, you know what? It makes that next season of Total Bellas must see. So check oh, it out wow. on the E Network coming up. I think in May. So that should be interesting to watch for. But uh, yeah, poor uh, poor Nikki yeah, and John Cena. That's all I can say. I guess that's crazy. So now their WrestleMania moment was like number seven uh, two weeks ago. Now it's like nothing now. 
What a waste. I was there. I was there. I was doing the That's yes right. chant. I was saying, right. finally, you know, she proposed or he proposed to her. I was so happy. I called this years ago. I said, you can't have a totals diva season. You can't, you can't build the entire show around this guy not proposing to his girlfriend only for him to go through with actually not proposing. He had to propose at some point. Mm-hmm. He finally did it. He didn't get married, though. He kicked out of two. Just no real finish there. So it sucks. But, uh, uh, she, I'm sure she'll rebound and maybe get back with Dolph Ziggler or something. But, hey, John Cena's <laughs> a stud. He'll find someone else that doesn't want kids, and he can live happily ever after with them. Uh, gentlemen, always a pleasure. You can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Um, he does great work for Bleacher Report and the host of the WrestleRant radio show. You can find Mark Raimondi on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Great work for MMA Fighting. Dot com is also Cage Side Seats and SB Nation. Uh, gentlemen, always a pleasure. And I think the next time we do this, uh, we'll preview the greatest Royal Rumble and talk about some other stuff. All right. Sounds good to me. Good with me, man. All right, Grandma. Take it easy, man. You as well. Thanks. See you guys. All right.